Holy, holy, holy. Good morning. Good morning. Come on in. Come on in. As you come in, I want you to like and share, like and share, please. Please, please, please share this message. Somebody's life is depending on it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Holy, holy, holy. We worship you, God. We worship you, Lord. We worship and adore you, God. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, precious Lamb of God, oh, we worship you this morning, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Y'all know I love to sing to the Lord, so I'm just going to sing. Holy, 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 holy is the Lord. Holy is the Lord, holy is the Lord, holy is the Lord. We bow down and we worship you, Lord. We bow down and we worship you, Lord Jesus. We bow down and we worship you, Lord. God, we come this morning empty, Lord. We come this morning empty, Lord. We come with our empty vessels this morning, Lord. And we come, Lord God, that we might be filled with your glory, Lord God, that we might be filled with your fire, Lord God. We come this morning, Lord God. We come so empty, so empty. We come this morning, Lord. And we want you to fill us up, fill us up until we overflow, overflow in our lives, oh God. Fill me up until I overflow, because I want to run over. Jesus, we want to run over with your goodness this morning, Lord. We want to run over, Lord God, with your presence, Lord. We want to run over with your glory. We want to run over with all of what heaven has for us this morning, Lord. Lord, let us run over this morning, God. More of your glory, more of your power, more of your presence, more Holy Spirit, more. Manifest yourself today, Lord God. God, we have no power, Lord God, and we cannot do anything anything without you, Lord God. So Lord, we wait for your presence. We wait for your instructions. We wait for your directions, Lord God. We come to invoke heaven on earth this moment, Lord God. And so God, we won't move until you move. For Lord, we're not going nowhere without your glory, God. God, don't move us unless your glory go with us, Lord. Holy living God, we worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We bow down and we worship you, Lord. Hallelujah, God. God, we come to contend for the fire this morning, Lord. We come to fight for the fire this morning, Lord God. Come to fight for the fire, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, we are providing the sacrifice this moment, Lord God. And God, we ask you for, to send your fire, Lord God. 
Send your holy fire, Lord God, upon our sacrifice this moment, God. God, as we come, Lord God, we don't come on our own agenda, Lord God. We come on your agenda, Lord God, that your agenda is to seek and to save that which is lost, Lord God. And so, God, as we go forth with your word, Lord God, we pray that your word will reach, will pierce the darkness, Lord God. It will reach where it needs to go, Lord God, and it will touch who needs to be touched this moment and that their lives will be completely transformed in the name of Jesus. God, we don't want to fight as one beating at the wind this morning, Lord. We want your glory. We want your power to be manifested in us this morning, Lord God. And so, God, as we go forth, Lord God, as the Jesus Strong team and I go forth, Lord God, to send forth your word, Lord God, to declare your word with power, Lord, we ask you to back it up with your power, Lord God, for Lord, we have no power. It is all your power, Lord God. And so let your will be done this moment in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Good morning, Jesus Strong family. Welcome, 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 welcome. God has a word for you this morning. He is going to bless you. He's going to help you to understand where you are. And if you look at my pretty background, you know how we are with our backgrounds. Our backgrounds go with our message. Listen, I got a message for you this morning called The Hidden Prophet. And it has been burning in my spirit for a long time. And I don't even know if I'm going to be able to do justice to what it is that God has placed in my spirit, but I am going to do my very best. Amen. Um, as you know, I'm, I told you, I'm, I, I'm not perfect. I can't do this good. And I, I just, I'm just inobedient. I'm not, I guess I'm not the best qualified person to do this, but then when there's fire shut up in your bones, you have no alternative but to let the fire burn. So come on, somebody say, let the fire burn this morning. Let the fire burn. Woo, Jesus, I feel that. Let the fire fall, let the wind blow, and let your glory come down, come down. And let the fire fall, let the wind blow, and let your glory come down, come down. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So let's break open the seal of this word this morning and see what God would, would say to us. I have read, I have prepared, and I feel like God is going to bless somebody. We've been in Elijah. We've been studying Elijah for a while now. And um, we've been in 1 Kings 18. And this is kind of like I talked to you last week about Mount Carmel, the showdown on Mount Carmel. But we're going to go back and look at what happened before Mount Carmel, because I have another Elijah message coming on. But I felt like the Lord said, go back and tell them why the prophet had to be hidden. And then we can talk about, you know, the sound of abundance of rain. Because I think that what is happening in the body of Christ right now is that we are so excited about the sound of abundance of rain, but we are not understanding that there were many things that had to take place before we can get to the sound of abundance. And so um, in Jamaica, um, when the rainfall, we would put, um, we would put uh, containers um, by the by the roof and the water that runs off into the roof it it collects into these containers and so um, if you don't have the container set up correctly when the water runs down there will be you won't be able to get any water and so I feel like my mandate this morning even uh, my mandate this morning is to try to help you to set your containers 
so that when we talk about abundance, you're not just hearing abundance and seeing other people getting their abundance and you are sitting in a dry place still. Amen. So that's why I'm going back and I'm trying to help you understand what took place before the abundance came. Amen. Amen. So hallelujah. Let's break into first Kings 18 and I'm going to be uh, supporting it as, uh, as usual with other scriptures. This is how we are to be students of the word. We have to be able to um, expound the scripture, pull out the meanings, the right meanings. Now y'all, cause sometimes, sometimes we try to, you know, pick out the parts that we like <laughs> and then the parts that, you know, it's too hard to listen to God. So I, I want to hear that part. You know, no, no, no. And I'm not that kind of minister. I'm going to give you the good, the bad and the ugly. And then, you know, if you got to get it, it has to get deep down in your soul. Because see, when um, when when um, Ezekiel had to eat the scroll, the, the scroll tastes good in his mouth, but it was bitter in his belly. So some, sometimes we got to get that bitter medicine. Amen. All right. So first Kings 18, seven through 19. It's a long read and I'm going to kind of skip along some of it. All right. And um, it says, as Obadiah was walking along, he suddenly saw Elijah coming toward him. Obadiah recognized him at once and bowed low to the ground before him. Is it really you, my Lord, Elijah? He asked. Yes, it is. Elijah replied. Now go and tell your master Elijah is here. Oh, sir, Obadiah protested. What harm have I done to you that you are sending me to my death at the hands of Ahab? For I swear by the Lord your God that the king has searched every nation and kingdom on earth from end to end to find you. And each time he was told, Elijah isn't here. King Ahab forced the king of that nation to swear to the truth of, its, of his claim. And now you say, go and tell your master Elijah is here. But as soon as I leave, the spirit of the Lord will carry you away to who knows where. And when Ahab comes and, uh, and, and cannot find you, he will kill me. Yet I have been a true servant of the Lord all my life. Has no one told you, my Lord, about the time when Jezebel was trying to kill the Lord's prophets? I hid a hundred of them in two caves and supplied them with food and water. And now you say, go and tell your master Elijah is here. Sir, if I do that, Ahab will kill, will certainly kill me. But Elijah said, I swear by the Lord Almighty in whose presence I stand that I will present myself to Ahab this very day. So Ahab, so Obadiah went to tell Ahab that Elijah had come and Ahab went to meet Elijah. When Ahab saw him, he exclaimed, so is it really you troublemaker of Israel? Listen to how the king addressed the prophet. But I, I, what's sweet me is listen to this. The prophet turned around and said, I have not made no trouble for Israel, Elijah replied. You and your family are troublemakers, for you have refused to obey the commands of the Lord and have worshipped the images of Baal. Now, I love how the prophet just, just, oh gosh, let me go on. Now summon all Israel to join at me at Mount Carmel, along with 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah who were supporting Jezebel. And I love this part, this part, you know, I'm talking about hidden prophet, but I, I would be remiss if I don't mention this. 
This is the king of Israel that was looking for, for, for Elijah. And Elijah had such boldness. He said, listen, I'm not troubling Israel. You and your family house are troubling Israel, Israel because you refuse to obey the commands of the Lord. Now, this is the king, the highest man in the land. And this is how the prophet talked to him. We need some kind of prophet like that nowadays to talk to our leaders because listen, some stuff is going on that's not supposed to be going on in our in our government. But we need some real prophet. We need some seasoned prophet. And we need to pray for those kind of people to come back again because we're living in a day when the spirit of Elijah is needed like never before. Amen. So, um, so I'm going to talk to you today about the hidden prophet, the hidden prophet. And um, and it's it's coming from, you know, God, God sometimes give you a prophetic word and it comes out with such boldness, with such clarity. And, and, and then all of a sudden, it seems like God is hiding there. He gave a word and there's nothing else. The prophet's mouth is shut. They can't declare anything. And this is how, you know, a true prophet, because see, sometimes people go out there and they, you know, gab, gab, gab about prophetic this and prophetic that sometimes a prophet had to shut his mouth, you know, just like how Elijah sees him. He, he, God told him to hide and he had to shut his mouth for three years. No prophetic word was given. And so many times in the Bible, God will tell a person to go and give a message and leave and just be silent until the prophecy is fulfilled. And, you know, some is the same thing in our day and our age right now. Sometimes God will give a prophetic word and then the prophet just drop off a scene and the, 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 prophet, the prophecy is still there. It seems like nothing is happening. It just seems like for months, for years, nothing happens. And you're like, wait a minute, God gave a word such and such a time and it was such a word and I knew that it was God, but nothing is happening. And so it's just like God to declare a word and then hide. And so there's a time in the Bible when the word of God was scarce in 1 Samuel 3, verse 1. And this, the, 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 the Bible said that the word of the Lord was scarce. There was not much prophetic words that were given. There was not much revelation coming from the Lord. There was a scarcity of the word of God. And so you wonder, why was the word of God scarce? Isn't God supposed to talk to his people daily? Yes, God is supposed to talk to his people daily. But then when the people are not in alignment with God, God will, will withdraw himself. And so he will cause you to search for him. He will cause you to seek for him. And so when, when we find that generally when the word of God is scarce, it is because the people have walked away from God and God is giving them a chance to repent, to turn away and come after God. God usually gives words of warning, revelation or instruction. And then he, he gives a time period between the warning, the revelation or the instruction. When it seems like nothing is happening, God is giving people time to repent. God is giving people time to absorb the word. It's kind of like when you are in a job and your, your boss may have done a, a review on your work and they said, okay, well, uh, this is what I, I need you to improve on this, this and that. And they give you like maybe 30 days, 90 days. And then you have to, uh, um, you have to, to improve within that time frame. And so um, that's what's happening here. 
God gave the word and then he gives a time frame. You know, even when God, when, when you're into, in school and you're getting a test, there's a time frame to do the test. And when the time is up, so you have two hours to do this test, to do this exam. When the time is up, the time is up. Right. So God gave these words. God sent Elijah. Elijah gave this great word. And then all of a sudden we can't, nothing happened. Nothing. It just seemed like nothing happened. And so it's like weeks, months, years later, we, we see the fulfillment of the prophetic word. And so this same scenario is playing out in our society. Many prophetic words are given over our nation and sometimes in our personal lives, but then it seems like nothing is happening. Have you ever received a prophetic word, a, a great man, a woman of God spoke into your life, and then it seems like nothing happened? And then when this happens, we begin to think, is the woman of God really real? Is there false prophet? Their prophet lying? And some of them are. That's why you got to test the spirit. You know, but remember, even in the past election, there were so many prophetic words that were given. Some some came through, some didn't come through, some are still to be fulfilled. But um, what was happening there, I, I, I call it the Mount Carmel showdown was taking place in our nation because you have a whole bunch of false prophecy uh, about the election. And then you have, a, you know, the few that were prophesying the right things. And then um, they look like they are the liars because um, some of the things haven't been fulfilled. And, and, and they, they would, so the, the real prophets were, were attacked and ridiculed because they were not standing in the, in, in the, in the court of the, 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 the Baal and the Asherah prophets. They were prophesying something totally different. And so uh, some people, you know, didn't take the, didn't get the message. They didn't get that. They didn't realize that there were, there was mixed prophecy that it was, handed down. And so sometimes when God give a real prophecy, a, a, a real word of God, listen, we're going to talk about that in just a moment. And you don't have to elaborate, you know, because throughout Bible, you see God give a word and then, and, and then he, then he pulls back. And so some people even uh, go as far, uh, uh, go even further than that. You know, um, they're saying Jesus is not coming back. Uh, the Bible prophecies are not fulfilling. And you know, uh, they don't, they, they're underestimating the prophetic word. And so because of that, I felt like God has hidden the prophets. Even today, right now, our, some of our prophets are hidden because the, if they were to declare the word, and the, I mean, they already declared the word. And then there is a time period for the fulfillment of what they have spoken, the true prophets of God. And so with that being said, we're going to look at um, three people in the Bible that were hidden after they were after they gave a significant word. And so the first one um, is Moses. We're really talking about Elijah, but there is type and shadow of different people that um, parallels the life of Elijah. And so the first one I'm going to look at is Moses. Moses delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt. And then he disappeared upon the mountain of God, which resulted in the people worshiping the golden calf. That is found in Exodus 32, verse 1. Exodus 32, verse 1, it says, When the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and they say, said, Come, let us make gods who will go before us. As for this Moses fellow who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. And so what really had happened was Moses went up the mountain because this is right after God came down in the glory and show himself to the Israelites. 
And then Moses went back up the mountain because the people said, don't speak to us. Don't let God speak to us. You speak to us. Let God speak to you. And then God speak to us. So Moses went up on the mountain to get the instructions that God was giving the people because the people didn't want to hear from God. And so now he's up there hidden by the cloud, the glory cloud that was on the mountain. And they weren't able to see him and they weren't able to go up there. So they, so for a period of time, uh, uh, the Bible says for 40 days, he was up there. And so he was hidden from their view. And so um, it appeared that Moses had given this great prophetic word. God had shown some signs and some wonders. And, and then Moses just disappeared upon this mountain for weeks. And it seems like nothing was happening. Nothing at all. The people didn't get any more word from God. And listen, those people that really didn't need no more from word from God, the presence of God came down. The cloud of God was sitting on the mountain. They were seeing the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. They, the, the God was with them, but they, they, the prophetic word was given and they didn't have, they, 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 it seemed like nothing was happening. Nothing was happening. So they decided to do something. And this is what happens some, so many times. God has given us a, a word. God has given us a prophetic word. And, 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 and if we don't see it happening, we get out in our flesh and we try to make something happen. And so I'm trying to tell you that sometimes God will give you a word. He will give you some instruction. But there's a set time for that instruction to be fulfilled. And so... The Israelites, they had many prophetic words and they relied on, uh, on it. And they should have relied on those words until Moses came back down the mountain. So I'm telling you people like, listen, sometimes the only thing that you're going to have in this season is a prophetic word. Listen, I'm not trying to bolster the prophet, but I'm telling you there is a shift that is taking place. And God said, listen, you're going to have to believe his prophets. You're gonna, and, and you got to know which one to believe because there is going to be some false prophets. And the reason why there is false prophets is because this, this is a time and a season for the manifestation of the real prophets. But here's the problem. When, the people, when Moses gave them the word and Moses went back up the mountain, the people didn't trust God. The people didn't trust that God would do what he said that he would do. The people didn't trust that God was still with them. As long as they couldn't see Moses, as long as they could see Moses, they were thinking, yes, God is with us. When they couldn't see Moses, the prophet, they said, oh, God is not with us. We don't know what happened to him. And so we try to go our own way. We try to live by our own standards. We try to, and what we really are doing is leading a rebellion against God. And so many, many years later, after this incident took place in the wilderness, we see the children of Israel now living in the promised land. And um, this was the case again when they rebelled against God uh, and God sent another prophet to give them another word. And, and the same scenario took place because God sent the prophet and then God hid the prophet. Let's go to, let's go to, I was going to say Elijah. <laughs> let's go to 1 Kings 17, 1 through 3. It says, now Elijah was from Tishbe in Gilead. Now Elijah, who was from Tishbe in Gilead, told King Ahab, as surely as the Lord God of Israel live, the God I serve, there will be no dew or rain during the next few years until I give the word. Then the Lord said to Elijah, go to the east and hide by the brook Cherith. 
where it enters the Jordan River. And I'm trying to show you that God, this, this man, this, this Elijah came and he gave this word. He said, as surely as the Lord live, it's not even a long drawn out word. He said, as surely as the Lord live, there will be no rain and there will be no dew until I say so. Okay. And that's it. It's done. That's the whole big old prophetic word. The whole thing about it is there's going to be no rain. One little word, one little sentence. And, he, and then the Lord said, no, go hide. Go hide. God told him to go give the prophetic word. And then he said him, go hide. And the purpose of Elijah's disappearance was so different from that of Moses. So understand that Moses went up the mountain to receive the instructions from God. Um, and But the purpose was that God was using that the absence of Moses to test the heart of the people. And so when, when Elijah gave the prophetic word uh, and God told him to go hide, God was trying to test the heart of the people to see when they see this drought, this word coming to pass, will they turn around and repent? Are they going to be wise enough to see that the man of God said that there is going to be no rain and there really is no rain? Maybe I should take this seriously and maybe I should repent. But instead, they kind of find a way to continue in their sins without repenting. They find a way to continue even further to, to seek their idol, uh, uh, continue worshiping their idols. And I wonder if that is us today, because you see, when, we, when we're living in this period, in this pandemic period, and we're seeing so many uh, um plagues and people i mean i i i, I looked up the, the the amount of people that died um recently and it's over five million people died in the world as a result of a, a, a coronavirus this is not some some little you know maybe it's not five it's not 500 it's not five thousand it's not even five hundred thousand it's five million people how many of you know that at one point the world's population was five million people so a whole generation died in the wilderness. I'm telling you, people, we are in the wilderness, just like the plague in the wilderness was taking people out. We are in the season where the plague is still taking people out because people are refusing to repent. Why did I, I told you why God hid the prophet? God hid the prophet because he was giving people time to repent. After the prophetic word came, there's a warning. Some of the prophetic words, they're warning, they're revelation their instruction. And God said, listen, I am not going to send any rain upon the land because something is terrible. Something terrible is, is happening in the land. And by this time, the people, they know the word of God and they know that, G, that, 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 that God said, whenever you sin and you turn away and worship idols, I will shut up the heavens. So the people, they were well aware that this is what's going to take place. And so when Elijah, the prophet, came on the scene and he told them this and, and, and God said, OK, now I'm going to hide you. I'm going to hide you because they're going to look for you because they're going to blame you. Listen, sometimes God have to hide the prophet. Right now, there's something, you know, circulating around in social media with, you know, two young, I would say two young sisters in Christ and they're um, controversial well, they're to each other. One is saying the other one is using familiar spirit and the other one is saying, listen, I love you with the love of God. I am not doing all, uh, I am not who you think I am. And, you know, I don't know who is telling the truth, right? But here's the thing. Um, when God, when, if you're not mature, I, this is what, this is my take on the whole situation on uh, social media. Um, 
I believe that the, the, the young lady that is going around casting out demons and doing all these good things, I believe that she's doing the right thing, but she's young and she's immature and, and, and she needs, she, you know, she needs a covering. That's what I think. She's there's, there are certain things that she's doing that she's, it is questionable. They're saying that, you know, um, she's not expounding the scripture, right? You got to understand she's a, she just got saved six years ago. She doesn't know the word of God, like how, you know, but God called her to do this thing. And so, you know, I just, I just say that she needs probably need more accountability, but I would not discredit the work of God and call it a witchcraft work. Demons can't cast out demons. Jesus had the same problem that this young lady have. And some of us, have, it's just jealousy. It's just a spirit of jealousy attacking the work of God. And it's, it, it, it needs to stop in the body of Christ. And so that's why I say that. I say that to say that sometimes when God called you, he put a, he put a calling on your life and, 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 and you step out in faith and you start doing the work of God and then the enemy come and he whop you. And, you know, so sometimes God will take you and he will hide you until the right season because um, he took Elijah and he hid Elijah for three years. Three years after this prophetic word was given. And I believe that in that season, God was developing Elijah because he had greater work to do. Elijah had a greater work to do on Mount Carmel. He had a greater work to do after Mount Carmel. And so God hit him. It's not because he couldn't call down fire from heaven. It's not because he couldn't, you know, dry up that God was giving the people time to repent. And so for three years, no prophetic word was given in the land of Israel. It says in 1 Kings 18, 1, it says, after a long time, in the third year, the word of the Lord came to Elijah, go and present yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the land. So Elijah went and present himself to Ahab. And so this is God. You see, this is what I'm telling you. I'm telling you, people, listen, when God put you in hiding, don't try to stick your head out. You might lose your head. Sometimes God have to stick you in hiding just because you're anointed and you can preach the wall down and you can you, you can prophesy and you can cast out demons. Elijah had all of this and God hid him for three years. He was hidden. No prophetic word. Nothing was coming forth from the man of God. And all this time, the nation was looking for him. So. Uh, 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 in verse five, in first Kings 18, it says, Ahab had said to Obadiah, go into the land. And okay, I think, okay, so no, 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 we're not there yet. Okay, so um, oh, ah Ahab and Obadiah uh, 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 were out looking for some uh, water for the, for the, um, for the, okay, let's read it, let's read it. And Ahab said to Obadiah, go into the land to all the springs of water and to all the brooks. Perhaps we may find grass to keep the horses and the mules alive so that we will not have to kill any of the livestock. And so what is happening here, the, the famine and the, the drought was so severe. And um, Ahab said to Obadiah, go look, let's go look for some water. Where was Elijah hiding? It was hiding by a brook. It was hiding by a brook. But then one day the brook dried up and, and he said, and he, and he told him, go to Zarephath and stay there with a, with a, with a, with a, with a widow woman. Uh, that's a tongue twister right there. With a widow, 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 with a widow woman. And so he went there and I, and I, I believe that while he, God knew that Ahab was going to go search the brooks. We don't know what time he went there, but at some point he must have searched the brook where Elijah was staying. 
right? Because he's like a bunty hunter, out on, uh, um, hunting Elijah like he was, you know, just out there hunting him. And so the brook dried up and God, it was, that was God's way of moving Elijah out of danger because Ahab most likely was headed out in the brook somewhere. Some, some point he was out there searching the brook. And, um, and so now by this time he was searching the brook, Elijah was already in Zarephath. And so because prophecy is for a set time and a set season, sometimes God will carry you to a secret place for a season. And he will say, stay here in this brook. And then after the after the time that season is over, he said, OK, I still have another secret place. And I, I purposely put up my, my background pictures here this morning uh, uh, um, to say, you know, we're hidden somewhere. We're hidden somewhere in the presence of God. God knows exactly where we are. The nation don't need to know where we are yet because it's not a time yet. There comes a time when God is going to reveal the sons and the daughters of God. But in, you know, in the meantime, you continue being prepared. You continue getting ready, giving God something to work with. So um, Obadiah said to him, am I there yet? Hold on. Where did I go? My screen went away. Give me one moment to find where I'm at. Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay, here it is. So um, so he told him to go search all the brooks. And when the brooks dried up, you know, it's God's way of moving you. So um Elijah, so when Obadiah met Elijah, no, Elijah told him, go tell your, go tell your, 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 your master that I am here. And Obadiah protested. Obadiah said, but as soon as I leave, the spirit of the Lord will carry you away to God knows where. And then Ahab, well, if Ahab comes and do not find you, he's going to kill me. And I believe that, um, you know, Obadiah had seen this experience where Elijah was carried away by the spirit of the Lord. And I believe with all of my heart that these days are coming back. The days of Elijah are coming back. And those that are operating in the true authentic spirit of the Holy Ghost, there will be times when God will use them to declare prophetic words. And then he will just hide them because uh, listen, some of the words that you're going to give, they are words that are going to, you're going to speak truth to the power, just like the prophet said to, to the king, like, listen, I'm not the troubler of Israel. You are troubling Israel because you are, you and your wife is bowing down to Baal and causing the nation to sin. And so we need some prophets like that. That's going to say that. And when they're going to speak about, listen, the, the, this antichrist thing that is going on in our nation, we see this antichrist spirit that is rampant in our nation. We see it. And we see that you're governing it and you're, you're, pro you're projecting it along, you're, you're procuring, instead of, instead of being a nation of people that are turning their hearts to God, you're a nation that are turning to Antichrist spirit. And so we might not have Baal poles and Asherah poles, but we have a whole bunch of Antichrist things that we are bowing down to. And so we need this one telling you we're going to get back prophets that, that are going to stand up in the face of, of, of the president, the governors, whoever is governing this nation or, or even in, in other nations and say, listen, the Lord God of hosts is going to judge you because you are not doing right. You and your household are causing the nation to say, 
sin. This is what Elijah stood up before the king and said, listen, I, I know I'm just a little old prophet and I know your wife is killing off all the prophets, but I'm not afraid of you. I'm not afraid to die. And Elijah stood up in that, in that power and that authority that God has given him. And after the king had searched so many places and so long for Elijah, couldn't find him, couldn't find him. And now all of a sudden he found Elijah and Elijah was like bossing the king around like, listen, I'm not the one troubling Israel. Now you go do what I tell you to do. Tell the people and the false prophet to meet me up on Elijah. Uh, I mean, up on Mount Carmel. And when they met up on Mount Carmel, you know, y'all know that the the showdown that took place up there. But I find it interesting that Ahab was not even able to breathe a word to Elijah. He was just, he was just humble. He did what Elijah told him to do. And this is what happens when God hides the prophet. He will hide them to create such a hunger, such a, such a desire. By this time, after three years of drought, Ahab was weary. He was tired. He was looking for water for, for his animals. And he was like, listen, we're going to have to search the brook so that we get some water for our animals. We don't want our animals to die. So Ahab was in a desperate situation by the time the prophet came out of hiding. And so sometimes God will hide his prophets so that there is a desperation for the word of God. And so Elijah was des I'm sorry, Ahab was desperate for what Elijah had on the inside of him because he knew Elijah told him there won't be no more rain until I spoke again. So when, it, when Ahab searched on the whole region and all the surrounding nation and he couldn't find Elijah, when he found finally found Elijah, he was not about to kill him. He was... Ahab, as stupid as he was, he was smart enough to know that this is the only man that can give me rain. I want rain. Come on, somebody. I want rain. I want rain. I want rain. And so as evil as he was, he didn't try to kill Elijah because he knew that at Eli- it, there was something on the inside of Elijah that he needed. He needed the words that were on And Elijah, he, li- he needed what Elijah was going to release so that the, he could get the rain. Ahab didn't care about Elijah. All he cared about was the rain that was going to come from the words of Elijah. And so when he met Elijah, he said, is that you, troubler of Israel? This is the king that he has all these mighty men with him and they could have, you know, they slay all of God's false prophets. I mean, all of God's real prophets. And the king said to him, when, when, when the prophet told him to do what he told, he said, he said, go and get all the people, gather them up on Mount Carmel. Just treating the king like a little errand boy. And the king was obedient and did what he told him to do. And when you wonder, why did Elijah do that? One reason. He wanted those. He was desperate for the next prophetic word. I wonder if some of you are desperate for the next prophetic word. Are you desperate to see what God is going to do next? Are you desperate enough? And I'm telling you, when God hides his prophetic words, when God hides his prophet, his prophets, it's because he is creating a desperation. Listen, when we see uh, this pandemic continuing to rage, and when we see this, these droughts and these hurricanes and these volcanoes in the sea, what is God doing? He is creating a desperation in the hearts of men so that man will turn back to God. He's saying, repent, repent, repent. 
turn around, turn away from your sins. Come back to me, return to me, and I will return to you. So he's creating a desperation in your hearts. He's creating a desperation. He's creating a, he's creating a space in your life where you realize that no, nobody can heal me. Nobody can save me. No, the government don't have the answer. Science don't have the answer. The, 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 the UN don't have the answer. The, the world, whatever meeting that is taking place all around the globe, they don't have the answers. And so God is creating a desperation so that people will turn back to him. People will come to their senses and say, listen, the way I see it is, if God don't intervene in this, nothing is going to be done. This vaccine, this uh, 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 killer vaccine, I call it, that is putting people's lives at risk. Listen, some people have developed strokes from it. Some people have had heart attacks from it. This is reported. I'm not giving you false information. This is reported. Some people have had severe adverse reaction. And, and the people that take the, the vaccine, they're the ones that get in the virus. They're the ones, that, the, the reason why we have this second wave this, that, this, that's raging is the same people that get the, get the vaccine, they're the ones getting the virus. And listen to their kind of excuse. Oh, well, um, the vaccine, the virus would have been, I, 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 I would have had a more severe reaction if I didn't take the, the vaccine. Listen, I'm not taking no vaccine and no devil, no COVID is coming on my body. The blood of Jesus. Oh, I believe in miracles. I believe in supernatural protection. Listen, we have Holy Ghost insurance. We don't need to walk around in fear. All of this, all this coronavirus thing is doing is just putting fear into our hearts. But the real people of God will know that this is not a time for me to trust. God said, cursed in a, is any man that put their trust in man. You got to trust in the Lord, your God. Trust in God. You're not going to be put to shame if you put your trust in God. God makes ways out of no way. What can a little vaccine do for you that God can't do for you? What can a vaccine do? God is the one that give you your life. He's the one that he's the one that give you the very heartbeat that you're feeling. Put your hand on your heart right now. God is the one that gives you that heartbeat. He's the one that is keeping it beating. He's the one that putting the breath in your lungs. Can you listen? Oh God. Oh So God will create a desperation in the hearts of men when he wants you to change. When he wants you to turn around. And so, all right, let's go to our third person. And this, we're going to close with this one. Um, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. So Jesus is our third person that we're going to talk about. Same way God hid Moses, God hid Elijah after the prophetic word was given. Same thing. Jesus came on earth. He did many miracles. He promised eternal life to all who believe. He, he finished the work on Calvary. And Calvary's cross, salvation was purchased with his blood. And then he disappeared. Jesus disappeared. He was hidden. You're saying, okay, y'all don't believe me. Y'all don't believe me. He was crucified. He was resurrected from the dead. And, the, and, and, and now where is he at? Where is he at? Isn't he supposed, this is what the disciples was like. Okay, so Jesus, you, you were crucified. You were resurrected from the dead. And now he, they're saying to him, 
Let's go, let's go read it for ourselves because y'all don't believe me. And we're going to Acts chapter one. Acts chapter one, I'm seven. We're going to start at seven. Let's see. Okay, I'll read a little bit down for you. But in, in, um, after Jesus was resurrected from the dead, the disciples, they wanted to know the Lord. Uh, they wanted to know from the Lord, Lord, is it this time that you're going to restore the kingdom of Israel? Because see, that's, that's what the next thing was. Jesus said, I came into this world to pay for the penalties of sin. Now that he did that, they're expecting him to do something and instead God hid him. And he said to them, Acts chapter one, uh, verse seven, he said, it is not for you to know the times or dates the father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Come on, somebody, you guys, you have power in, in, in the, even when the Holy, even when, 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 when Jesus is hidden from your side, he said, listen, I'm leaving the Holy Spirit with you. You will get the Holy Spirit will come on you and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And after he said this, he was taken up from there before their eyes and a cloud hid him. Come on, somebody. I told you that Jesus was hidden. A cloud hid him from their sight. And they were looking up intently in the sky as he was going. And when, and suddenly two men dressed in white stood before beside them and said, men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking up in the sky? The same Jesus who has been taken up from you in heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him going into heaven. And see, this is where the problem is now. Elijah was hidden. That was for those people. And, and Moses was hidden. That was for those people. But who is our prophet that is hidden from us now? Jesus is the same way, the same way. God, Jesus came, he did a work, and now he is hidden. He is hidden from us. It's not like Jesus is with us in the spirit, but we're not able to physically see Jesus and touch Jesus. What, that's what happened for the people in, 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 in the wilderness. They were not able to physically saw Moses. They know Moses was up on the mountain, but they said, listen, I'm going to go build myself a golden calf because I don't know what happened to this, this, this Moses guy. Same thing. Elijah gave a prophetic word and then he was hidden and the people continued their, their Baal worshiping. <laughs> And so now the problem is Jesus came and he paid the price of sin. And instead of take, instead of uh, 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 presiding, uh, uh, restoring the kingdom of Israel, Jesus was hidden. He was hidden. And so sin continued to run rampant in the world. And you say, but Jesus, you died for the sins of the world. So why is it, excuse me, why is it that you died for the sins of the world? And it seems like now you are hidden. Where are you, Jesus? Where are you, Jesus? And I think that should be the cry of our hearts in this season. Where are you, Jesus? Where our prophet, our man of God, our person of the hour, our person for the end of the age, he is hidden from our view. We're not able to see him except in the spirit. Some of us, we have experiences with Jesus where we, we see him in a vision. We see him in a dream. We have experiences, you know, but for the most, Jesus is not walking around uh, 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 manifesting on the face of the earth. That's why there are so many false prophets and so many false Christ uh, because people are, uh, are expecting 
and to see Jesus in the in, in, in the physical because we cannot relate to anything in the spiritual. We don't have the spiritual appetite and the spiritual stamina to get in the word of God, to get in prayer and to wait for the prophetic word to fulfill. And so Jesus was taken up. He was hidden by the cloud and the, 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 the angels came and said, listen, that same Jesus that you saw, he was taken up from you in heaven, but he's coming back. And this is the same problem. Elijah was going to come back. Jesus, the people didn't believe Elijah was going to come back. They didn't believe Moses was going to come back. And now it's the same problem that this generation is having. They don't believe that Jesus is coming back. You talk to many people and they're saying, no, Jesus is not coming back. Oh, Jesus was a prophet. He's a figment of our imagination. He's this, he's that. And listen, that antichrist spirit, he's still presiding over our land today. And this is the spirit that is presiding in our day and our age, and that's why the world is in such a turmoil, because they are not believing that Jesus Christ is coming back. But you got to understand that when a prophetic word is given, that antichrist spirit is actively trying to discredit what thus said the Lord. But how many of you know that the vision is for an appointed time, and it will speak, and it will not lie. And what God said, it has to happen. God is going to bring forth, his word is going to bring forth what he said because his word must accomplish what he said it will. Oh God Almighty, that Antichrist spirit is still seeking to destroy the prophets, just like in the day of Jezebel. That Antichrist spirit is still seeking for people to turn away from worshiping God, and so it, it's, it's going to attack you, people. But you got to understand that you got the Holy Spirit. Oh, Jesus. Go back to verse 8 in Acts chapter 1. It says, but you will receive power. Oh, my God, when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Oh, my God, you got some power on the inside of you this morning. You are not without help. You are not without hope. Just because the spirit of Antichrist is coming of you uh, against you, you got to understand that greater is he that is on the inside of you than he that is in the world you gotta understand that i got power somebody you need to you need to tap your chest and say i got the power baby i got the real holy ghost power i don't got the world power i got jesus power living on the inside of me the same power that raised jesus from the dead the holy spirit he is living on the inside of me and i understand that i overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of my test of, of my testimony. So come on, somebody testify this morning. Testify of how God has been good to you over the years. Testify of how he brought you out of some certain situations that you didn't know how you was going to come out. Testify that when the devil came against you with cancer, with diabetes, with heart failure, with sickness, with, with drugs, with, with perversion, the, the, the devil was no match for the power of God that was living and resident on the inside of you. I know you may have taken some blows. I know you may have, you, you're going through some situations right now and you don't know how to handle them. And it feels like God is silent and God is not saying anything because I told you he's high. Sometimes God has to hide the prophets. Sometimes God has to hide you. God has to hide you. In the secret place of his pavilion, the Bible said he will hide me. 
In the cleft of the rock, he will hide me. And sometimes, listen, when Moses was hidden in the cleft of the rock, that when the presence of God came, when the glory of God came, there was shakings and rumblings and all around him. And listen, sometimes God has to put you in that little cleft of the rock. He has to hide you in that little cleft of the rock. Listen, later on, he hide Elijah. He, listen, he keep hiding Elijah so many times. He put Elijah in a little in, in a little cave. And then this earthquake came. And then the wind came. And, and, and then the small voice came. And so. Sometimes you are hidden, you're hidden. And when you're hidden from view, sometimes it doesn't feel good. It feels like nobody knows your name. It feels like you don't even know who you are. You don't even know whose you are because you're hidden, you're hidden. You're hidden in this, in the thicket of this bush and you're just hidden and all you see is the birds. All you see is the little squirrels and the little animals running along. And you're like, God, you may have forgotten that you told me to come sit by this brook, God. Or God, you may have forgotten that you told me to sit in the cleft of this rock. God, you may have forgotten that you have placed me in this tomb. Jesus was in a tomb for three days. God, you may have forgotten that you said that Jesus is coming back. It's God, God has been over 2,000 years ago, God. Why is Jesus not coming back? Why hasn't it happened yet? And it's the same answer. It's the same answer. God is given. There was a set time for the drought in Israel to take place. Elijah could not have present himself to, to Ahab until God say so. And this is what Jesus was saying in Acts chapter uh, uh, one. He's saying, it is not for you to know the times or the dates the father has set by his own authority. And so the answer to why is Jesus still in hiding? It seems like Jesus is still in hiding is because we don't know. We don't know the time, the date or the season, what God has set by his own authority. But we understand that there is a set time. There is a set date. There is a set season for prophecy to be fulfilled. It's not for us to know the time or the season, but prophecy must be fulfilled. The time, the fulfillment of a, 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 a sin has to be ripened. God has to give every man time to repent. And so when we find Elijah hiding, it wasn't because he couldn't have called down fire from heaven and burn up all the people. He did it afterwards, but it was that God was giving people time to repent. And so, and, and it's because God wasn't through with Elijah yet. And God is not finished with you yet, okay? So you may have gone out and you may have started doing something for God and you got, and, and then God totally hid you and he feels like, God, did you really talk to me? Did you really tell me to do this? Yes, I did. So God, what happened? Where am I hiding? God said, it's a set time and it's not for you to know the time nor the season, but it's for you to trust me. And at my word, whenever I give you the word, there will be rain. So God was not finished demonstrating his power through Elijah. And he is not finished demonstrating his power and his glory in the earth today. You hear me? God is not finished 
demonstrating his power and his glory in the earth today. So I don't care how much you see God going on in the world, God's power and his glory will still be displayed. Listen, there's a Mount Carmel day coming, but before Mount Carmel can take place, there, the, 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 the word of God, God said, at my word, I'm giving you, I'm sending a drug, I'm showing you my power and my glory. I'm showing you that I control the heavens. I can shut up the heavens that there will be no rain. And so God was demonstrating his power and his glory. And let me tell you something. God knows how to hide you from trouble. When you give a word, a powerful word of God, sometimes, you know, witches and warlocks will come against you and I dare, oh, shababa, they try, they try, they try coming at me, but the blood of Jesus covers me. But the Lamb of Calvary, he, oh, shababa, Jesus, my great defense, my shield, he is with me like a mighty warrior and no demons and devil can take me out before my time. When God give me a word to speak, I will be God's mouthpiece and no devil can shut my mouth. Trying to intimidate the prophet, the spirit of Jezebel, that antichrist spirit is still here today. But God knows how to hide you from trouble. God knows who is looking for you. Sometimes you don't know who is looking for you. But God knows. He knows where to hide you. He knows where they're going to look for you. Because that same Antichrist spirit is trying to snuff out the people of God today. Not just the prophets, but the pastors, the, 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 the prophets, the evangelists, the apostles, anybody that is naming Christ. And so God, sometimes he will take you, he will hide you from view. In the secret place of his tabernacle shall he hide you. And this is why you got to be like Elijah. You got to be able to hear God clearly and you got to be able to confidently and courageously carry out the instructions that God has given you. And not only that, you have to be in submission to God because listen, Elijah was right over in Zarephath. He knew exactly where to find Ahab. He could have gone up to Ahab and brag and show off and say, didn't I tell you that there wasn't going to be no rain? See, look, there's no rain. But Elijah didn't do that. Elijah he remained where God put him in hiding until God spoke to him. And so if that's you today and you feel like you're in a place where I don't know what God, God just have me in a hidden place. He has me hidden from view. It's okay. It's okay. Wait for the word of God. Wait for the word of God. And don't be like those people who are saying that Jesus is not coming back. Jesus is coming back. Do you hear me? Jesus is coming back. And we are living in a day and an age of the prophetic, the prophetic movement is coming to a head, is coming to a fulfillment like never before. And there are some things that have been declared over your life that maybe you haven't seen fulfilled yet. Don't give up on the prophetic word that was spoken over your life. You must resolve, as I close today, resolve to keep running the race with patience. Keep running your race with patience. Wait on the instructions and the directions of the Lord. Even Jesus had to wait on the instructions and the directions of the Father. Even Jesus was hidden. Even many times, even throughout his uh, uh, ministry on earth, he was hidden. Many times he was hidden. At one point, he was in the wilderness for 40 days. 
Okay. Another time they were trying to kill him and he walked through the, the crowd and he hid himself from them. Another time the Bible says that he went up into, into the, the, the mountains to pray. Uh, he went up, uh, people followed him in, into, into those wilderness because he, another time he said, I'm not going into Jerusalem yet because my time is not yet come. So Jesus was hidden. And even when he was little as a baby, he was hidden. He was hidden. So don't try to get out of that hide, that secret place that God has placed you in until it's time. I know it might look like nothing is happening, but it is necessary for God to hide you for a season. And sometimes he may even hide you until what he's doing comes to pass. He may ask you to give a word and then go sit down. That's what Jesus did. Jesus walked into the temple. He picked up the book and he read the book and he said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. For he has anointed me to preach the gospel. He has sent me to set at liberty those that are those that are bruised. He sent me to preach deliverance to the captains. He sent me to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And then he sat down. And so sometimes God will give you a word. And all you have to do is just speak the word and go sit down. You're not responsible for making it happen. You're not responsible for making it come through. You're not responsible for people receiving it. Speak the word and go sit down. And that's what Elijah did. He spoke the word and he went to sit down. And so if you want to know what happened after Elijah was hidden and he came out, you're going to have to listen to last week's message. All right. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And so I want to pray for some people this morning. Um, I don't know if you have a prayer request. You can drop something in our comment. Uh, if you're watching us on Facebook, or if you're, um, most likely it's on Facebook that you're going to get the comment. Um, put something in there. If you need a prayer request this morning, we can pray for you. God is moving. Let me tell you something. God answers prayer. He does answer prayer. It may take a while to see the manifestation of the answer to your prayer, but don't give up. Okay, come on. If you need prayer this morning, we're here. We want to pray with you. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Holy living God, we glorify your name, Lord God. Lord, I have given your word just the way that you have given it to me, Lord God. I pray, God, for the people that are under the sound of my voice, whether on the live uh, broadcast or on the replay, Lord God. I pray, God, that your word will get deep down into their hearts, Lord God, and it will produce much fruit in their lives. In the name of Jesus. God, some of them, they have been hidden for so long that they even forgot what it, what it is to be out in the open, Lord God. Lord, some of them are, are hidden, Lord God, because you're doing a work on the inside of them, Lord God, a work. You're pulling out things that the enemy has sown in their hearts. You're pulling out emotional pain, emotional trauma. You're pulling out, Lord God, things that are hidden on the inside of them, that if they were to be exposed right now, God, they, the, 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 the light of their exposure would burn them to a crisp, Lord God. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, as you prepare your servants in this season, Lord God, help them to be obedient, help them to be submissive, help them, Lord God, to bow in humility, Lord God, to what it is that you are doing in their lives in this season, Lord God. But, Lord God, I see that a time is coming, Lord God, when they have 
have to get out of hiding, Lord God. But God, we want them to, we want you, Lord God, to do everything that you need to do on the inside of us, God, before you send us and say, go present ourselves to the king. Go present ourselves to the nation, Lord God. God, the nation is waiting for us, Lord God. We recognize that they are in drought. There's a drought for the word of God. There's a drought for the true, authentic power of the living God. And God, we are preparing ourselves. We are staying in hiding, Lord God. We're waiting for you, Lord God. We're waiting at your word, Lord God. Elijah was able to pray on Mount Carmel and said, at my, at Lord, Lord uh, answer me so that they will know that at your word, I am doing all these things. And so God, we pray the same prayer this moment. As we feel like we're standing on the verge of something great, something wonderful, something miraculous, Lord God. We feel like our season of hiding is, is coming to a close, Lord God. And God, we want to, we just want to pause at the doorway right now, God. And we want to just humble ourselves to you, God. And we want to say, God, oh God, we just want you to do like what our parents would do. When, our, when their children are going out in the winter, Lord God, they check them, make sure they have their jackets on, their scarves on, their little hats and whatever, God, just to make sure that they're prepared to meet the great outdoors. And so, God, we pray that you would stop us by the doorway as we, as we get prepared to leave the secret place, Lord God, and check over us, Lord God, and make sure we are equipped and we are ready, Lord God. But we know, Lord God, when we step out from hiding, Lord God, we're going to have to face giants. We're going to have to face demons and devils, Lord God, and we're going to have to be able to know how to stand, Lord. So God, check over us, Lord God. God, even though we're eager to get out and do what it is that you have given us to do, Lord, we're more eager, Lord God, for you to check over us, Lord God. Do a triple check over us this moment, God. We sit by the doorway. Even the door is open, Lord God. We sit by the doorway and we wait for you to check over us before we cross over that threshold. And we thank you, Lord God, for your grace, your mercy. You will not allow us to step out before our time, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, living God. We praise and glorify your holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. I want to pray for another set of people this morning. If you're under the sound of my voice and you don't know what I'm talking about, the hidden prophets and Jesus coming back and all this don't make sense to you. Let me tell you something. You didn't come into this world by yourself. God is your creator and he loves you with an everlasting love. And he wants you to come and know him. He wants you to know him. And you can know him today by just praying and asking, praying in faith. Believe that God loves you with his everlasting love. He wants to save you. He wants to heal you. He wants to deliver you from your sins. But it's a simple uh, exchange that needs to take place. You need to give God your will and take his will, right? And so it goes like this. It goes like you recognize that you're a sinner. Okay, we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But uh, um, Jesus came and he, he died. He paid for the penalty of sin. What is the penalty of sin? Death. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And now if you want that eternal life, all you have to do is exchange, make an exchange. Say, say this simple prayer that I'm about to pray with you. Say, Lord Jesus, I recognize that I am a sinner. 
I have no other way to be saved except through the work that you did on Calvary's cross. So Lord, I ask you to come into my heart today. Be my Lord and my Savior. Forgive me of my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Lord, fill me with the Holy Spirit and let me live for you all the days of my life. And if you pray that simple prayer in faith, believing, I believe with you that Jesus has entered your heart and you're going to see some changes in your life. Listen, it's not going to take place overnight. You're not just going to, you know, for some people, it is immediate. It is overnight. And for some people, it's a, it's, a, it's a process. It's a process. God works with you through a process. For me, it was instantaneous. Well, technically, it was a process. But then there came a point when, you know, it was a, it, I had this experience with the Lord. And something happened in my spirit. And I can't go back to who I used to be. And so I encourage you, if you say that little prayer this morning, find a good church to go to. And listen, if you don't have a good church to go to, y'all are always on Facebook doing things that y'all are supposed to be doing. So fill up your, 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 your news feed with Jesus Strong Ministries. We are, we are a ministry that we're, 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 we're preaching Jesus, the raw Jesus. That's all we want to preach on here. That's why we're called Jesus Strong Ministry, because we recognize that there's no other gospel but the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's the only gospel that's going to save you from your sins. And then the next thing I want you to do is get you a Bible. Get you a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, listen, inbox me if you want a paper Bible or something. Bibles are cheap nowadays. You can go on Amazon and buy a cheap Bible, $10, $20. But if you don't, if you, if you feel like I don't have the money and I just want a Bible, I want a free Bible. Listen. I, I, I lived out of the free Bibles for a long time. People, they, they, they were going around and giving away those free Bibles and I had those for a long time. And so, um, you know, uh, read the word of God. Download the Bible app from your phone. Read the word of God. Ask God to show you what to read, right? Because it's important as a baby in Christ, you're going to need to read the word of God. And then the next thing I want you to do is pray. Talk to God. Some people say, oh, I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to pray. Talk to God. You see, when, when, when you have a need, you pick up the phone and you call somebody. Hey, can you lend me $20? And, oh, I got this problem going on. Listen, go do the same thing with Jesus. Say, Jesus, I got this pain in my back. I got this pain in my, Jesus, my child is acting up and I don't know what to do, God. Can you do something? Talk to God. Because that's what prayer is. You talking to God and God talking back to you. And listen, sometimes I, you're, you're going to hear God talk to you through your thoughts. You're going to hear God talk to you through people. You're going to hear God talk to you through the scripture. You're going to hear God talk to you through, to, to a message, maybe something that you listen. Uh, listen, God can talk to you anyhow. But when the spirit of God comes in you, you will recognize when God is speaking to you. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We come to another great, wonderful part in our service. Like, listen, I'm giving you an opportunity to give. Because I believe that when we give to the kingdom of God, God blesses our supply, our supply. It's not my word. It's in the word of God. Believe me. He said in his word, he said, don't, I said, don't, don't believe me. Believe his word. His word says, give all the tithes into the storehouse and prove me now herewith, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. So if that is you today, and this is your main course meal, you need to bring your tithes into the, into the storehouse. 
If if you're just wanting to give us a, a, an offering, please do so. Uh, listen, you cannot give anything to the kingdom of God and not get back something. God is always blessing those. He said, God loves a cheerful giver. So give as unto the Lord. Don't give as unto Charmaine, because if you give unto Charmaine, like the Bible says, if you if you sow to the flesh, you uh, uh, you will reap corruption. Don't give to me. Give to the Lord. Give to the work of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'll let you go. Have your great, wonderful rest of your Sunday. Be blessed. Be blessed. Thank you so much for joining. And please do like, share our messages. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful rest of your day.